When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on? Jermaine Johnson tuning in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune into the Turn On The Jets podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPod11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. First episode came out today. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, came on. Salary cap expert. We broke down the Quinn Williams extension, uh, Dalvin Cook, all these different uh, salary cap-related stuff. Now a little bit more of a fun episode. Royals uh, star first baseman, Jets. Jets diehard fan, Vinny Pascotino. Vinny, how are we doing today, man? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Good Nothing like talking about the New York Jets. Yeah, of course, right? Who doesn't love talking about a team that hasn't made the playoffs in a long time? That's but right. That's, we're still here. Um, first off, I'm kind of what we're talking about a little bit off air. Obviously, had a strong start to the season, you know, individually, and then, you know, obviously getting banged up. How's, how's the shoulder feeling? How frustrating is it right now to to have, you know, ended last year on a high note, started this year well, and then uh, then get injured? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of – there's a range of emotions going Um uh, we knew something was in there as of last August. We just didn't know kind of where it was at. We believed that it was a small thing that we could push through. And then uh, some symptoms kind of crept back up on me uh, towards the middle of this year. And we we got looked at, decided the best case scenario was probably to go ahead and do surgery. And we went ahead and did it. And for me, it gives me kind of mental clarity of knowing, hey, going into next year, I'm going to be completely healthy. No issues mentally, especially like nothing holding me back. So for me, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm really frustrated, really sad, disappointed, but it's, you know, if this helps me and helps the Royals later on, good for everybody involved. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a couple couple of baseball things here at the end. Obviously, Jets start camp uh, five days, six days from today. I know you were on Chris Rose's show talking about a little bit of hard knocks. Didn't touch on it too much in, in the earlier episode. I know you talked about it a little bit yesterday, but what are your thoughts on hard knocks? Are you excited for it? I know you kind of mentioned, you know, you don't want any more distractions for this team. Um, are you excited for it now that Quinn Williams deal? This is that's one distraction out the window. Yeah, that that definitely helps. So then you don't have to deal with that on TV. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm excited about it in terms of more jet stuff to watch. Uh, so like that's cool. But on the other end, it's like, hey, especially because of all the reports saying that they didn't want it. Uh, that's kind of where, it, hey, if they don't want it, I don't want it. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at on it. I saw Rogers did an interview today, maybe yesterday and said that they forced it down their throats, but it's no big deal. Like, it's fine. Um, so that's good. Um, but now they're going to really have two documentaries going on with the one, one Jets drive and Hard Knocks. So that'll be interesting to see if they have different things on each episode. 
Yeah, no, I'd be interested. Obviously, the Jets kind of control more of the narrative. I know they get final; they can they have to sign off on the HBO stuff, but yeah, they're obviously going to try to cover some more of the dramatic stuff. You can't just talk about Rodgers positively the whole time, right? Some yeah. of these other guys, and I know you talk to some of the players; they're not the most pleased with it. I think at the end of the day, good teams, you know, you're obviously in pro sports as well. If you're on a good team, distractions kind of just are distractions, and you get rid of them. When you're on a bad team the distractions become a huge deal. And yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this team, this team has got some veteran leaders now. Do they handle this? Well, obviously the Jets last time they're hard knocks did a really good job, you know, during the year. I saw a tweet that was actually pretty funny. basically said like, this is so, this is good for the Jets because as many distractions they normally have now, like they're going to be so busy with hard knocks. They're going to forget to be the Jets. Yeah. And, like actually yeah, exactly. just figure it out. Um, Brees Hall, obviously you're, you know, you're dealing with an injury right now. I've been injured in the past, trying to come back and play. Brees Hall is a guy that, you know, came out, season be ready week one. What are your expectations for Brees week one? Because, or just early on in the year, coming off the ACL, Adrian Peterson's kind of the lone exception of the guy that, like, actually looked the same the next year. Saquon looked not like himself to year two. Dalvin Cook took a year. Are you expecting big things out of Brees, or are you a little, like, cautiously optimistic? Uh, I'm not expecting anything. That's kind of where I'm at with him is just – Anything he provides is positive, essentially, just because you can't expect the production that he had last year when he was fully healthy coming back from an injury like that. But luckily, they've kind of rebuilt that running back room where it's like, hey, there's some pretty good guys in there where he doesn't have to take the full brunt. And with the, you know, everybody's talking about the potential of Dalvin Cook, like that would ease the load on him. I don't know where we're at on that, but, uh, you know, anytime you can add a great player, that'd be good. Yeah, no, I think talked about a little bit i think i know they do have interest it's just a matter of are they getting used for leverage for miami right. obviously florida guy um you know jalen Ramsey's college teammate the whole thing that said they are pushing this jets thing quite hard so it's either legit or you know we're going to find out pretty quickly here was there a move this offseason that outside of rogers which we'll touch on in a second was there any other thing else that just this offseason that you felt like wow, it gave me a lot of confidence that this team is going to take another step. Is there any, like, it could be a small move, big move, draft pick. Is there anything that, like, kind of stood out to you a little bit more other than the Rodgers stuff, obviously? I thought the Will McDonald pick showed a lot of promise in the wide receiver room um, just because Smith and Jigbo was there. <laughs> uh, and I think as fans, we were all like, uh, there he is. Go get him, please. Yeah. And then, like, to be honest, I didn't know who Will McDonald was until the draft. I wasn't really paying all that much attention. But uh, but then I started diving in on him more, and it was like, dang, they're really loading up that defensive line. And everything that Sala and Joe Douglas talk about is load up the lines, get the lines going. I know the offensive line probably isn't where they'd like it to be, but the defensive line is kind of looking really scary right now, and that's a really good spot to be in. Yeah, look, it's definitely a good spot to be in, I think. You look at it from a Jets perspective, Will McDonald, everything you've heard about him from camp and from OTAs, you asked him that, you know, John Franklin Myers, like, could not have said any, you know, high, you know, high praise for him. Um, you hear people that talk to Sal a little bit and just like, guy's a freak athlete, elite level bend. He's going to need to put some weight on. Um, he's like 220 something or maybe like low 230s and like me weighing more than him and you probably weighed more than him or just about the yeah. same probably not ideal but um you know we'll, we'll we'll figure that part out obviously the elephant in the room's rogers right what do you what are your expectations i think we, there's there's kind of two schools of thoughts i think amongst people around the league and then jets fans obviously are you know people in the building is it are you getting mvp rogers are you getting like this tom brady stafford um all these different guys that go you know year one or are you getting like 
he's going to be pretty good, but you know, it's more the team's good and he's going to be pretty good. Like, are you expecting MVP level Rogers? Are you expecting like more like last year? Where he's just like a good quarterback. I think as a Jets fan, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever he brings is better than what we've seen the past 10 years or so. So, um, Really, if his floor is Tom Brady last year, which is a objectively good quarterback, or if his floor is himself last year, which was a good, not great quarterback, that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, if that's where we're, uh, if that if that's bad, then we're in a pretty good spot. So I, I am interested to see what happens because the schedule is pretty tough early, and then kind of eases up late. And you know how it is with new quarterbacks; it takes time. I don't care about training camp and preseason, whatever. You got to play in real games, and he's probably not even going to play in the preseason anyway. So, like that Bills game going into the Cowboys, going into the Patriots, going into the Chiefs, like I'd be happy with two and two of just, hey, we found a way to beat the Patriots, found a way to beat the Cowboys, and then the Bills and Chiefs. Hopefully, you just play well against two certified teams with a brand new offense, essentially. And then it's like, can he turn Garrett Wilson into Devontae Adams? <laughs> like that's yeah. kind of the the biggest question is like, is that'd be great? Just yeah. go get it. Yeah. yeah, just figure. Yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of in between. I'm like, can he be 85 percent of 2020, 2021 Rodgers? Which is like, can he be 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 10 picks or so? Which would pretty much be career be, Jets record. I was gonna right? say it's basically <laughs> set every single record. I think the. Fitzpatrick has whatever it's like 31 yeah um you know look Rodgers had his worst statistical year last year and it had been the second best season or best season in Jets you know franchise history from a quarterback so any play with a broken thumb I have a hard time believing his ribs weren't broken you know yeah. he was playing with a, a chest injury that's like that when it's under wraps and you're wearing a flat jacket usually you've broken ribs yeah um, or something was off there the Packers just objectively were not a good football team last year the Jets obviously punched them in the teeth the Giants beat – like, it was – they were not good. Um, defensively, like, there's a lot of this – a lot of people are kind of scared of, like, the regression, right, of, like, oh, the Jets were healthy last year on defense. They played these back of quarterbacks. That's why they were good. Are you nervous about that at all? I just – I'm not, but it seems to be – I've seen a little bit of, like, oh, they're going to take a step back defensively. I think the thing that scares me the most is how healthy they were last year. Um, just because you know it's football, like, something's going to happen. And it's very rare that you have as healthy of a season as they had last year, especially on the defensive side and playing on that turf. So, like, I I just hope they can stay healthy. Um, I'm interested to see what Sauce looks like in year two, just because, like, has anybody ever been that good year one? Like, there's no there's nobody to compare him to in that aspect. So I'm curious to see. And there's been a ton of talk. Like, he's talked. People have talked for him. All rightfully so. So I'm just curious to see how that gets backed up in year two. Yeah, no, I'm interested as well. Obviously, we'll talk about, is it, does it ever kind of, do you envy a little bit of like the NFL kind of Twitter stuff? Like, I feel like baseball, I know it's not the baseball way a little bit, but like, I'd love to see some like high level chirping on like social media. Why don't we get that? Is that just like. Well, I think there's so much failure within the game that yeah. like, like if I go three for my three for 10, I'm in a really good spot that means seven times somebody's getting me out. So like, what am I going to talk about? Yeah. Um, and I think it's just one of those things where it's such a back and forth game where it's like, I get you, you get me. Whereas football, it's like, he was just like not letting anybody catch the ball. <laughs> yeah. No it's, <laughs> no, it's like, I even think back to like, and it blows up in your face. I feel like in baseball more than pretty much any other sport where like 
2018 playoffs, obviously that's like a historic Red Sox team, but Yankees go in, win game one on the road. I mean, they lose game one, they win game two on the road. Best of Then they play the music. Yeah, Aaron Judge walked out. I love Aaron Judge. I think he's the best non-Otani player in baseball, no offense. And like unbelievable player, obviously the captain, the Yankees, all that stuff. Walks out of Fenway with (laughs) the boombox playing New York, New York. And they got their, they lost by 20 runs the next night. And then they lose again, you know, game four, of the Red Sox win the World Series. The Yankees don't get out of round. Was, uh, was 2018 his rookie year? No, it's 2017. He won, hit hit like 1,000 bombs. 2018, he broke the wrist on that. He got hit oh, against okay. the Royals, got hit. And then he came back. But that was like that Yankee team won, you know, 100 games. He had a home run in the, in the wild card game. And like, you're like, all right, this Yankee team, they beat Boston all year. But that was an incredible Red Sox team. And then like they win game two. And just talking way too yeah. much, you get humbled quickly. And baseball, again, it's like a sport, as you mentioned, where, you know, you can look really stupid striking out. Like, it, you, and you can very quickly, you could be three for three and then look like an idiot your last yeah, at bat. So it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, there's just so much back and forth where it's, there is talking, like, there is for sure talking, but typically guys keep it at, you know, in the stadium, like directly to each other. Um, yeah. Just because it's one of those things where once you put it out, I think a lot of guys are so superstitious in baseball that once you put it out in the world, like you really got to go back it up. Yeah. And then I, I think the other thing with baseball, which you see differently than football, like there's a lot of like football seems to be a lot of individual matchups where like, yes, obviously baseball really it's a one on one sport in a lot of senses, right? Like it's you versus a pitcher, pitcher versus a hitter. But it's usually the trash truck usually comes like teams like yeah, Yankee Red Sox, Giants, A's, like things like that, where historic rivalry, you probably chirping the other team, obviously. Football is like that happens, but I feel like it's a lot more like this receiver hates this, you know, this DB yeah. or this, you know, it just doesn't. Well, and there's so much kind of, it's not necessarily, but there's so much luck in baseball in terms of I could have my best swing of the night and get out. Whereas like in football, like if you lock me up as a DB, I'm probably, I'm not catching the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like They're not up. throwing me the ball in that aspect. So, yeah. So I think that's kind of what it is, is it's less like that individual you know, yeah, it is, you're right. It is pitcher versus hitter, but it's also like, okay, yeah, but I just beat the pitcher, but your right fielder just made a great play, so your pitcher still wins. <laughs> yeah, we saw in the All-Star game. We saw that in the first inning the other night. Yeah. Garrett Cole threw two meatballs. They got hit really hard, and they both were out. Right. Like, I'm yeah, I'm pissed running back to the dugout. Like, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm livid if I'm Acuna and these guys. Um, in terms of – from a Jets perspective, you mentioned Garrett Wilson. Is there a guy on the roster for 23 that you're like – I can't wait week one. Like, this is a guy I'm just like circle. We talked a little bit about Breeze, Garrett Wilson, Sauce. Is there anybody else that you're like, I cannot wait to see them in this in this offense or like on this defense now, like in, in next year, you know, another year in the system? Uh, not necessarily one player, but I'm excited to see what the tight end room does um, as a whole. Because I think you have pretty good options there that weren't really used all that much last year. And I'm interested to see how Rodgers, because Rodgers likes tight ends. So I'm curious to see how that gets used this year. So between... Uzama and Conklin and is, uh, who knows if Ruckert's going to play or not. I hope so. If he's, you know, shown out good enough, but if you got those three, like hopefully that's a pretty good room where you kind of see they can change the offense a little bit. Kind of a, a big picture question. What are your expectations? Um, playoffs. Yeah, playoffs? That's playoffs. Like-, like not even host a playoff game or anything. It's just like, let us see a playoff game. <laughs> like that's like it. We're going to get two years of Rodgers max. Um, it looks like at least maybe an extra third if he still wants to play. But you're now, if he plays two years, you're looking at Zach Wilson's contract being up. 
So you have to make a decision there. So then you have to decide, okay, is Rogers actually going to help him or, or not? So like, that's kind of the funny part about all this too, is they're so close and is it actually going to help? Is it not? Because we could be back at square one in two years. So I just want to see some playoffs. Yeah, no, I'm on the same page. I think the bare minimum is the playoffs. Everyone across all these different sports, the NBA, basically 65% of the league makes the playoffs. The MLB, I think it's pretty much half. It's like actually slightly above. Oh, I think no, it's, it's a little it's bit like right below half. Yeah. Oh, it's 14, yeah. out, 14 out of 30 make it. So basically half the league makes it. Yeah. In the NFL, you know, now right on, like same with baseball, it's right under half make, the league makes. Like the Jets should not have missed the playoffs last year. We all know that. We talked, I mean, you've talked about it a million times. That said, they did. And like they have the longest, you know, the Mariners broke their drought. You got to make yep. the playoffs. Uh, you got to do it. You have yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. You don't have especially you know, with, first round pick. Especially with how the schedule opens up at the end of the year, where it's like if you could just get to a decent spot going into what who is it? Falcons, Browns, Texans, Texans, yeah, Texans and then finish off Washington. With the it's not a good schedule. Like it's yeah. I mean, it's not a they they play some of the worst teams in the league. Like yeah, and it's right there. at the end too. So it's like for, in my mind, it's perfect for you know not hopefully, but you start a little slow and you just get better as the season goes on. So I'm not expecting them to be bad at the beginning, but. It's just a tough schedule at the beginning compared to it opening up at the end. Obviously, we we kind of flirted with the idea last year of like, you know, Jets going to Arrowhead uh, for a playoff game. They get to play the Chiefs. Is that game like the game you're probably most looking forward to just from a, you know, kind of, you know, being in Kansas City and stuff like that? Yeah. Or is there another game you have circled? So, yeah, I mean, that's – I think Bills, September 11th is a big one just because it's the Bills. It's September 11th. It's New York. So, it's, you know, just a big date in general. And it's the debut, and it's a primetime Jets game. So, like, that's that's the crazy part about this year is how many primetime games there are. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Chiefs game for sure. I, we're trying to figure something out. So, that's our last game of the season. Um, so, I, you know, maybe the Yankees will just let me on their team playing afterwards and I can just head up to New York and go straight to the game. But I think what we're going to do is set up some sort of watch party at a restaurant here in Kansas City where we have Kansas City fans come out. I'll be there in all my green and everything and we'll uh, we'll watch the game. But, yeah, that's probably the one I'm most looking forward to. The The Black Friday game will be cool. I'm not really sure what that's going to look like yet. But if they don't wear their all blacks, so I'm going to freak out. I think yeah, they kind of have to. Like, you don't really have a choice there. Uh, but, yeah, they, they're definitely that Chiefs game. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for that one as well. I think find a way to to win at least one, if not two, of Chiefs, Cowboys, Bills. If you can find a way to go two and one there, you feel unbelievable because the Denver game. I don't think Denver's very good, but going to Denver has obviously been a house of horrors for the Jets for a long time. Yeah, why do we go to Why do we go to Denver every single year? It's because they keep finishing in the same spot in the division, uh, and then that's sick as joke. They got like in the way the division split. This year they ended up back, and it's six so annoying. It's they keep playing the same teams. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I don't the Chiefs traveling early on in the year. Super, you're hoping maybe it's a Super Bowl hangover. We've never gotten Rodgers Mahomes every single time. It's some someone's hurt. Hopefully we get it this year. I just like as much as I know people are gonna like you know as much as Mahomes we're not playing obviously it would affect the game. I'd like just to see Rodgers Mahomes one time. Like I'd like, I'd like to be able to see yeah. it. Um, well, that, that's just like the, you know, it's the Jets. But when was the last time you got a star-studded matchup on a yeah. Sunday night game? That always, the Jets are involved with. Yeah, yeah, they haven't played on Sunday night football since it was Romo Sanchez in, in yeah. 2011. Um, couple, couple of quick non, you know, Jets are kind of we kind of touched on a little bit of baseball stuff. Are you fascinated with? And we kind of joked at the Otani contract. Are you fascinated with how this is going to play out? Just from uh, like how it could change the market, how it can affect kind of 
the sport as a whole, just like he's just polarizing. Uh, he's not really polarizing. He's really, I mean, he's obviously well liked, but you've got, he's an international star who's the, you know, the most, we've never seen really something like this since obviously Babe Ruth and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's a, there's a yeah. few different things. So I've seen him in Japan live. So I played against him in the Tokyo Dome this year in the World Baseball Classic. That was like, dude, when he walked out of the dugout for warmups, I mean, first off his face is everywhere in japan so there's like a mattress company with a truck and his face is just on it we're driving by it um there's a like there's so many different things at play here with him so first off he's changing the game as we know it with the way rosters are constructed and how they have to do it um having a guy who can pitch and hit at the level that he is which that will probably never happen ever again just because it's so ridiculous but like you can now have an extra pitcher on your roster because you have him as both. So then now that guy becomes extra valuable. Whereas like this year in the MLB draft, six two-way players were taken. That's never happened before. So he's changing the game. If you're a team, even if you're a low market team, why wouldn't you even just dip your toe in the water of this because of what he brings? Like when, when he's pitching and it's on TV, notice the ads that are behind home plate. Japanese ads so like what he's doing almost more off the field is just ridiculous and it's not even going to really set a market for anybody else because this is going to be so different than any other contract we've ever seen because you're essentially getting two players in one and you're getting two elite players with one guy so it's uh you know it's just crazy and yeah I'm really excited to watch it because he he's making baseball somewhat relevant <laughs> yeah. because he's he's like like people know who Shohei Otani is and there's been years where if you see random people on the street, they wouldn't know any baseball player. So he's kind of changing the game in that regard. Yeah. Look, I, I don't know if he'll end up in New York. I know, understand that like the, obviously the Yankees in Seattle and these other teams are really interested in him. When he came over, there was the whole West coast thing. I know he lives in Seattle part-time and all this stuff. I'm really intrigued with how the Yankees and Mets thing plays out. You either get judge and Otani in the same city on different teams. It's little brother that has the guy that's like this unique player, you know, and the Mets obviously have, the highest payroll in the history of American sports. And then you get the Yankees, like if the Yankees have a lineup of Otani, Stanton, and Judge. It's three MVPs back to back all in their prime, which is just outrageous. I just think it would be interesting if he's in a big market, how it works. He's obviously in LA now, but they're not the Dodgers. Does he stay on the West coast? You know, there's, you know, Jeff Pass and Buster only reported the Rays and the Rangers are teams that would be interested in him. So like how this is going to work is going to be insane. You're obviously, you know, your teammates are the guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer, um, you know, whenever he decides to to hang up the the cleats. Grinky's a really interesting dude that kind of just like played a lot of different spots and played in big markets, small markets. What's it like playing with a guy dated on a daily basis that's, you know, one of the best pitchers of his generation and kind of homegrown guy came back home after, you know, kind of winning Cy Youngs and stuff. Obviously a Royals legend. What's it kind of like to share the clubhouse with him? Like, has it helped you at all kind of early on in your career? Yeah, it's been crazy. Um, first off, to anybody watching this, my power went off. That's why I'm now in a different spot and it's darker. It's storming really bad in Kansas City right now. So that's why it looks different. Uh, yeah, playing with him has been crazy. A guy you watch growing up a ton, hear all these stories about, and then being able to share a clubhouse with. He's great. He's been a great mentor to me. I know a lot of other guys too. So being able to watch him do his thing is just incredible. Yeah. Is it? Who was like for you kind of growing up? Was there guys that you kind of idolized? Obviously, you know, we're pretty similar in age or a little younger than I am, but I have to imagine, you know, you playing first base, lefty, like, was it like the Mark Teixeira's of the world? Was it like Giambi? Like how, who, like, who were you idolizing when you were kind of growing up? Was it Jeter? Cause kind of growing up in the Northeast and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of Yankees. So Teixeira is definitely one. Jeter is definitely one. Like, if you ever watch me play, I always try to get out to the field first. Um, like, not necessarily to be first, but he always talked about how he always wanted to make sure he was ready. So he immediately got out to the field, never took his time. As soon as the inning was over, like, it's time to go, time to go play defense. So for me, like, that's something I always think about when I'm playing. So, yeah, a lot of Yankees just uh, I really looked up to just because of, you know, watching all their games all the time, just being a fan. Yeah, there are so many guys. Is there anybody else? And then we'll kind of just do a couple of fun, a uh, couple of fun food questions and one WBC question. But obviously playing the WBC, I'm a diehard soccer fan. The World Cup's obviously I know the WBC is not yet the World Cup, but I felt like this year I ha we hadn't had it in a little while. It was awesome. I guess whatever, six or seven years ago, obviously COVID kind of ruined it. What was it like playing in the WBC? You kind of mentioned, obviously, the experience playing in Japan, you know, against Italian, those guys. But also just being able to like, represent your country, kind of start to build this thing a little bit. I feel like it's something that's good for baseball because it kind of like you have to rally around it. It's a very, it is a very global game more so than than most sports. Yeah, it was uh, it was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my career. So, yeah, I played for Team Italy. Um, and I think a, a few things that really helped were some of the matchups that ended up happening. So. Japan winning it all obviously helped a ton because I think when we played Japan in Japan, it was something like 70% of households were watching the game. Um, and then when they played in the final against the USA, it was like nine, it was something crazy, like 90% of households in Japan were watching the game. So like seeing baseball in Japan has kind of opened my eyes to how global the game actually is because like, it was just incredible how much people cared all over the world. Taiwan was incredible as well. Um, and I think this was kind of the, the first year where they did a really nice job of marketing the classic and it wasn't just MLB marketing it. It was, it was Fox who had the rights for it. It was, you know, it was just global this year. So it was awesome. I'm really excited for 2026 to, uh, to get back after it because it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. And you're right. It's, it was very similar to the world cup and the fact that people came together to watch the sport, uh, from all over the place. So it was really, really cool. Plus, I think getting a Tani Trout game on the line final. Yeah. They, they couldn't yeah. You couldn't have scripted that. No. And obviously, Trout's not going to pitch to Otani. So, like, getting that, I kind of, I was definitely rooting for Trout to take Otani deep. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to hide that. I love my Trout. And, like, I was rooting for USA. I definitely wasn't rooting for Japan. So, like, yeah. um, but it's honestly probably better for the game almost that, um, that Otani did strike him out like that, like you mentioned, just his, his like uh, presence kind of grew. Trout's won a bunch of MVPs. We kind of know who he is. So people kind of learned a little bit more about Otani again, which is crazy to say, but they did. Speaking of Italy and all that different type of stuff, I know everyone always probably asks you about the, some food questions. North, like, is there a spot? Are you a bagels, pizza? Like, is there a Northeast thing when you're home, you know, going to Jets games and stuff? It's like you're looking forward to that you don't get in Kansas City. Obviously, you get the barbecue in Kansas City, but. I can't imagine the bagels, uh, pizza, pasta is the same. The pork roll, egg, and cheese is what I get most excited for in Jersey and Hoboken. So that's where uh, that's where I always go. I got a few buddies that live up there. I'll stay with them, and and we 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 go get pork roll every morning when I'm up there. I think the bagels are my favorite part about being uh, being in New Jersey, New York, just because I don't know they're just better. They just hit different in New York. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if everyone says it's the water. I don't. I don't know what it is, but it does not taste. It tastes crazy uh you know when you're there is there a favorite are you like what's your what's your go-to like home, either home cook your parents doing it 
you're out to dinner. What's your what's your go to Italian meal? Are you a pasta, chicken parm, like a seafood yeah, so guy? Lasagna is my favorite. Um, but my dad makes this meat sauce with spaghetti that's just incredible. Like it's family family passed down meat sauce, and it's just unbelievable. Like I don't like chopped up tomatoes, so he just like makes the sauce with tomato paste. So there's no uh, there's no potato or no tomatoes in it, which is way better. Get some got some beef in there. So yeah, the sauce with uh, with some spaghetti is my favorite. Yeah, me too. My uh, my mom used to make like a she did the same thing. We just, none of my brothers really like tomatoes, so we just made tomato paste, like so much meat and like ground beef and like tur- yeah. like combine it up, and it just basically ended up coming out of like just meat with like a little bit of sauce and pasta yeah. and like, six pounds of Parmesan cheese. Um, is there one? We'll leave, we'll finish with this. Is there any like NFL hot take? Not even have to be a hot take. More of just like I feel really strongly this is going to happen. Doesn't have to be Jets related, but like, are you you know this guy's going to win MVP or like this guy's going to be unreal this year? This team is going to be good or bad? Like, do you have any uh, any last any take to kind of sign off with for the uh, for the people? I don't think the Bills are going to make the playoffs. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I, I think something's going on in Buffalo, and I think, uh, you know, I just don't think what's going on right there is uh, is good. So I, I don't think they make the playoffs this year. All right, well, we'll definitely take that. Um, I I don't know what's – something's off, and I feel like they might have missed their window. I feel like this is year – really year four, almost year five of the same kind of team, generally speaking – Coaching staff's been there a while now. They sometimes when you miss your window, you miss it. And then yeah. I don't know. They made a huge deal out of the digs thing, and nobody else was doing that. They just did that on their own. So I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah, this is happening, guys. You want to report on it? <laughs> yeah, it made no sense. So um I appreciate you taking some time. We obviously hope you heal up and um, you know, we'll looking forward to seeing you at some Jets games this year. And, you know, obviously good luck to the Royals the rest of the year, but appreciate you taking some time amidst the storm and everything at that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.